Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Cadott on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. Hey, did you know Bluff Country is located in Mondovi? And it's your locally owned hometown feed and seed supplier. Whether it's your pet or your business, they have the products and service that you need. They even offer agronomy services from seed to fertilizers and chemicals and even feed and forage sampling. Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. Wax 104.5 on a Monday morning. Good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith along with Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. And how was your weekend? My weekend was fabulous. Oh, wasn't it the perfect weather weekend? The weather was great. I got out. I went to the Trimble County Dairy Breakfast. I headed up north to Clear Lake to the Beef Producers event. And it just... It was surrounded by good people and so many smiling faces. I think they're, everybody's just happy to be out and about. Yes. I mean, the weather is a huge factor in it. You've got crops in. Field work is getting done. Cropping is getting done. The first crop is gone on some fields. You can already see second crop is coming up quite a bit already. It is. And I drove around and closer to where I am, the corn is almost canopying, canopying over the land. Wow. That's amazing. So how was the Trampolo County Dairy Breakfast it on was, Saturday? It was really good. Lots of pancakes being handed out. I did take care of a few of the sausages that they claimed were a little dark. Didn't <laughs> seem to bother me at all. <laughs> but people, 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 2,100 people were there. Wow. The line was long, but the people were happy. I was uh, going along the line and, and make, giving them lots of Signs of encouragement and telling them there are still pancakes there ready for them. Well, very good. And, you know, Bob and I were busy this weekend as well. Bob went to the Eau Claire breakfast on the farm, the Eau Claire County one at Nellie Holstein's. They had a great turnout. That was on Saturday. And then on Sunday, Rail Acres in Loyal, Wisconsin was hosting it. That's Clark, you know, host of Clark County Farm Tech Days. They had over 2,050 people on Sunday for Father's Day. That's a lot of pancakes. That's over 6,000 pancakes. <laughs> Second largest breakfast they've ever had. That's really cool. Isn't that amazing? It was just a perfect weekend. And you know what? I think it's going to be a perfect day. Some might say it's going to be a little hot. You know, we're only 72 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area. Looking at a high today of 96. Mostly sunny and hot. 
the crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, today is going to be a hot day. Tomorrow's going to be a smidge cooler. Now, when I say a smidge, Jill, that's like, you know, three, four degrees cooler tomorrow. I mean, that should make a big difference, right? Okay, whatever. Oh, right away. You hear that? Whatever. (laughs) And on Wednesday, we're looking at 83 degrees. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful week. And towards the end of the week, it's going to be cooling off. But right now, get outside, make some hay, get those chores done. We've got a busy, busy day ahead of us. Right now, we got a little Sawyer Brown. That should get your day moving. And you know, earlier we played Sunny in 75. That was by Joe Nichols. And now we're playing Sawyer Brown. Guess what they have in common? They're both coming to Loyal, Wisconsin on July 13th for Farm Tech Fest, the first ever country music concert being held at Farm Technology Days. So come on out. General admission, $28. VIPs are $48. And if you want your food, your drink, and your seat all included, yeah, you got to go with corporate VIP. And, yeah, you can get those tickets at farmtechfest.com. And we're going to check in this morning with a little bit of news on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's check in and see what's going on out there. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. National Economic Council Director Brian Deese says new legislation is the Biden administration's single most impactful way to combat inflation. Prices are unacceptably high right now, and that's why the president has said we need to make this our top economic focus and do everything that we can to get them down. Appearing on CBS Face the Nation, Deese stated the White House is hoping to move forward on legislation to lower prescription drug prices and other costs in the coming weeks. Two captured American volunteers who were fighting for Ukraine are being held by Russian-backed separatists, according to Russian state media. Russia's RT channel reports the two men from Alabama were captured by Russian-backed separatists in the so-called Donetsk People's Republic. The Americans went missing on June the 9th during a battle near Kharkiv in northeastern Ukraine. Short video clips showing the men surfaced on pro-Russian channels Friday. The State Department says it's seen the videos and is closely monitoring the situation. Congressman Adam Schiff says former President Trump played a key part in the scheme to change the outcome of the 2020 election. We'll show during a hearing what the president's role was in trying to get states to name alternate slates of electors. Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the California Democrat said the evidence will show Trump's involvement in the scheme where electors in battleground states signed certificates falsely saying that he had won over Joe Biden. However, Schiff declined to go into detail ahead of the next hearing. That's scheduled for tomorrow at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And a new report shows the Chinese parent company of TikTok accessed American users' data repeatedly. BuzzFeed News obtained audio for more than 80 internal meetings at TikTok from September 2021 through January 2022. TikTok, whose parent company ByteDance is based in Beijing, has said American data has been sealed off from access by the Chinese Communist Party. But the BuzzFeed report claims ByteDance employees in China have frequently accessed private data on U.S. users. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. So that's a look at your national news this morning on Wax. And, you know, we've got another little piece of news. Jill, I don't know if you noticed the drive-in this morning. Now, we get here, you know, you know, I get here about quarter to four, 3.30, quarter to four. You come in a little after four. Did you notice the sky this morning? The sky was pretty clear this morning. Well, besides clear, did you notice it was lighter? <laughs> oh, no. she didn't, folks. She wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the deer on the edges of the road. I wasn't looking up. I was looking straight ahead. Well, you can't multitask. You just send one eyeball one way. Well, anyway, the neat thing is, is that when we come in at this time in the morning, and I mean, it's already bright outside, 
But about that 3.30 time, especially tomorrow morning, we're going to have clear skies. Go outside and watch. You'll actually see that first glow of the sunrise coming up at like 3.30 in the morning. Well, I'll be awake. Well, I know you'll be awake, (laughs) but will you be looking outside? That's the difference. There's a lot of people awake at that time. But it's just, it's really cool. And tomorrow is the first day of summer. So it's really perfect. We're going to have hot weather. The sun's going to come up. It's going to be, you know, light until like almost 10 o'clock now. And then it's going to revert backward. (laughs) I don't like that. Well, I noticed that I'm getting up when it's dark out and I'm going to bed when it's still light out. So is that a sign of age or is that a sign of different job? I'll let you figure that one out. (laughs) I'm not touching that one with a 10 foot pole. You never talk about a woman's age, Jill. I know. (laughs) Unless you're Bob. Exactly. Unless you're Bob. Well, you had you were at the Trumplow County Dairy Breakfast, and you had a chance to speak with someone. We're going to be hearing about that coming up right now, aren't we? We are. I talked to Brad Goplin. He is the president of the Dairy Promotion in Trumplow County, and he talked. We talked a little bit about organization and gathering up volunteers and where the breakfast is going to be next year. So I'm down at the Trumplow County Dairy Breakfast. I caught up the the president of the Trempolo County Dairy Promotion, Brad Goplin. You've been involved in this dairy breakfast for a little little while. Tell me about it. Well, I've been involved since 1999. Um, and ever since then, it's been a big part of kind of to promote the dairy industry. Um, I feel that it is uh, the community responds well to having the breakfast on the farm. Obviously, you know, having a great turnout and each year, you know, we serve, try to serve 2,000, 2,500 people. So I think, obviously, the community likes to have the breakfast, and we try to keep it going each year. Well, and I've noticed that there's an awful long line, but you know that line works works through pretty quickly. Where do you find your volunteers? Um, A lot of area businesses, uh, 4-H groups, FFA groups um, have really stepped up, and they are all willing to help out, um, and we'll give a little donation to the group just to, you know, try to help their group grow as well. And so it's really can't do without the volunteers and each year we're very blessed to have the the workforce that we have and i have um recruited quite a few quite a few members myself your son included uh flipping pancakes so and so yeah uh, takes a takes a village but i think the community um, responds well to that well that's what i like to hear you you must be a good coordinator because i know that some of your volunteers come back year after year What's the key to getting them to come back? I just, when I get them um, their first year, I just say this is a life sentence, and you, I'll tell you when you're done. So um, pretty much they, um, they'll they work with me and uh, be glad to help out, and I may throw in a free T-shirt here now and then, so it keeps them coming back. Well, and they have smiles on their faces, so they must really be enjoying it. So what is kind of the, how many do you expect to serve down here? Yeah, it's always a kind of a guessing game but we kind of shoot for we kind of go of what we served the year before and try to you know uh, plan for around that so we usually try to plan for 25 2600 and then hopefully probably err on the side of caution so we maybe go closer to 2800 but if we serve that that's a pretty good day well with the sun that's out today it looks like a really good turnout how do you reach out to find your next dairy breakfast host um some some family farm or some farms come up 
and they say, hey, could we host it in this year or that year? But when we're the, that year we're looking for, sometimes it's hard. Everybody's like, oh, I'm not ready. I'll maybe do it next year. And so we'll you know pencil them, work around their schedule. And I've reached out to uh, Brian Hovey a couple times, and kind of during COVID, it was just you know wasn't the right time and this year he um agreed to it and it's a beautiful place and it worked out well so then looking ahead sounds like you're already planning ahead because you've reached out and asked you got one planned for next year actually we do um the jurassic farm over by dodge um will be hosting the dairy breakfast and the third saturday of june as well next year 2023 I'm going to write that on my calendar and expect to be down here. I hope I get a personal invitation this time. You will. And that was Brad Goplin, president of the Trempolo County Dairy Committee, down here at the Trempolo County Dairy Breakfast. And I'm Joe Welke. Celebrate June Dairy Month at the 41st Annual Colby Dairy Breakfast, Sunday, June 26th at Gums Farms, east of Colby, from 7 a.m. to noon. Delicious pancakes, Smith Brothers sausage, and everything dairy for just $6. Five and under are free. A fun-filled morning with music, kids' activities, face painting, bouncy house, and meet Julia Nunes, the 73rd Allison Dairyland. Parking available on-site or enjoy free shuttles from Colby High School. Thank you, farmers, and we hope to see you at the 41st Annual Colby Dairy Breakfast. Sponsored by the Colby FFA alumni and the Abbey Colby Crossing Chamber of Commerce. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's take a look at some weather around the area right now. We've got Medford at 66 degrees. La Crosse is nice and toasty at 72. Marshfield at 65. Green Bay at 68. Rice Lake, they're really warm today. 73 degrees. Wausau's at 66. Down in the Madison, Milwaukee area, they're at 70 degrees. We're looking at a mostly sunny day today, and it's going to be hot. And they're talking about a heat advisory coming out about 11 or 1 o'clock this afternoon. Hasn't been issued yet, but that should be. We're looking at a high of 96 today. Tonight, some clouds are going to roll in. Only a low of 75. Tomorrow, first day of summer, it's going to be sunny and 91 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly cloudy and 63. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 83 degrees. Wednesday night, some clouds are going to roll in, and it's going to be a low of 60. We've got to get to those morning markets, and those morning markets will be brought to you by... Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Northern Wisconsin State Fair in Chippewa Falls. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win tickets to the Northern Wisconsin State Fair. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Loyal Wisconsin is ready for a party in July. Farm Tech Fest is the newest addition to Clark County Farm Technology Days, Madison County. Sawyer Brown, and featuring Joe Nichols as well. Camping, food, and fun Wednesday night, July 13th, just south of Loyal. Get your tickets now at farmtechfest.com, sponsored by Rooney Green, Partners Bank, and many more. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it is 12 minutes after 5. And that Farm Tech Fest, boy, that's going to be a big event. Sponsored by... 
Rural Mutual Insurance is a sponsor. So that'll be, it'll be nice to see them there. It will be. I'm looking forward to it. And speaking of Rural Mutual, they're also sponsoring our market. So, Jill, kick us off. What's going on today? Our cash livestock. Choice fed beef steers are 137 to 146 with mixed at $1 to 136. Choice fed beef heifers are 134.5 to 147 with mixed at $1 to $1.34. Choice fed Holstein steers are $1.22 to $1.37 with slacks at 70 to 121. Cows are 67 to 83 with a top of 95. Bulls are 67 to 114 with butcher hogs at 92 to 109. Sows are coming in at 40 to 54 with boars at 20. Now, nineteen to twenty. New crop market lambs are one seventy five to two twenty five with old crop market lambs one forty five to one seventy five. Feeder lambs are fifty to two twenty seven and a half. Nice. And looking at the Mercantile Exchange, we've got your live cattle for June at one thirty eight oh two. That's up twenty seven. August is at one thirty six fifty seven, up twenty seven cents. October's at one forty two forty two, up thirty five. Feeder cattle for August is at one seventy two ninety five, up a dollar sixty five. September's at one seventy four eighty, up a dollar fifty seven. October's at one seventy six fifty two, up a dollar fifty five. Lean hogs for July are at one hundred and eleven. That's up a dollar forty two. August is at one zero seven eighty seven. That's up a dollar eighty five. And October's at ninety three seventy, up sixty two cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got your July corn down three at seven eighty four. July oats up six at six sixty four. July beans went down seven to seventeen oh two. July soybean meal went up eight dollars and forty cents to four thirty eight ten a ton. Your July wheat on the overnight was down forty four cents to ten thirty four. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up two and a quarter cent to two fifteen and three quarters. Blocks are up six and a half cents to two fourteen and a half. Double A grade butter was down two cents to two ninety four. And your class three futures for June were up a penny to twenty four thirty. July was down twenty one cents to twenty three fifty six. August up three cents to twenty four thirteen. September down two to twenty three ninety two. October down nineteen cents to twenty three seventy. And then the markets were downward trending into June of next year. So that's a look at the markets this morning. And again, those are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. Let's take a look at some farm news. Lando Lakes cheese can now be found in the dairy case section of the grocery store with seven new products in select retailers. The products include extra sharp white cheddar chunk cheese, sharp yellow cheddar chunk cheese, Colby Jack shredded cheese, sharp white cheddar shredded cheese, (laughs) Mexican blend shredded cheese, sharp yellow cheddar shredded cheese, and Colby Jack snack cheese. This launch marks the first time Land O'Lakes shredded cheese can be found in the dairy cheese aisle in Wisconsin. And the farm-style shredded cheese is just one of the varieties available in over 100 metro market and pick-and-save stores across the state. Wisconsin farmers supply the milk that is shipped to the Land O'Lakes in Keele, Wisconsin plant. Nice. And you know, Jill, it's still the month of June, so there's still plenty of time to enjoy those June dairy breakfasts. This past weekend, as we said earlier, we had breakfast on the farm in Eau Claire County at Nellie Holstein's. Over 1,200 people attended at 2,400 pancakes. The Trempolo County Dairy Breakfast took place also. 2,100 people, oh, excuse me, 2,100 people at about 4,200 pancakes. And then on Sunday, the Clark County Dairy Breakfast at Loyal, Wisconsin took place at Rail Acres. They served 2,050 people over 6,100 pancakes. 
And upcoming this next weekend, we got the Auburndale Fire and Rescue Breakfast on Saturday, the Colby Dairy Breakfast at Gums Farms on Sunday, and Greenwood Dairy Breakfast going on at Olson Farms also on Sunday. We're going to be hearing from Jill coming up next with Eric Ludy <coughs> on Cheese Brothers. Clark County is looking for volunteers for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Pick your day, pick your time, pick a few friends to work with you. For more details and to sign up, visit wifarmtechdays.org. Click on the Volunteer Information button, wifarmtechdays.org, or call Paula, 715-302-1177. Volunteers will get free admission to the show and commemorative t-shirt. Fleet Farm is a sustaining sponsor of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 12th, 13th, and 14th in Clark County. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. June Dairy Month is really my perfect excuse to dine on cheese no matter the time of day or how often. I'm Stephanie Hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And part of the reason why it's so easy to enjoy dairy here in Wisconsin is that there's so many styles and flavors. And Jill, you talked to a cheese processor that boasts both quality and variety with a unique story. I did, Stephanie. I stumbled across Cheese Brothers in Barron. I just turned that farm truck around and I said I was hungry for some cheese. So I walked in and I learned about a whole new company that has excelled with the pandemic. They've increased their uh, shipping to over 50 states and they're just really doing a good job. And this is Jill Welke from the northern end of the world's longest barn here in Eau Claire. Eric Lukey is the founder of Cheese Brothers Company. And as I said, they have a unique take on unique cheeses. And I learned about how they started and their goals for the future. Tell me a little bit about the history of this company. Yeah, absolutely. So I started Cheese Brothers. Me and Gene Graff started Cheese Brothers in 2015, um, we are a uh, a brand of cheese. Uh, we we sell. Uh, we started it as a way to like take cheese like on the road. We started at festivals like uh, street fairs, um, big gatherings of people. Bayfield Apple Fest. We did. Um, we went to you know at our peak of doing events. I went to about 40 different cities a year. So I would sell cheese. In Arizona, Florida, Tennessee, um, Chicago, like all over the country. And uh, what we did was we got the cheese from Barron County Cheese here in Barron, and we we took it and we sold it in with our own label and all over the all over the country. Right um, when the pandemic happened in 2020, it shut all those events down, and we had to totally migrate from the events to e-commerce to selling the cheese online i thought our business was totally done like i didn't think we'd be able to successfully make that migration but it turned out that we did more business than we'd ever done before in 2020 uh like times three or four like the volume just went up like four or five fold right so you talked about moving and going to from to arizona and moving all over yeah any idea how many states your cheese goes to uh, well, now it goes to all 50 states. Today it does. Um, back then, when I was doing the road shows, um, it went to every state that I went to. So if I was going to Tennessee, our cheese would be sold in Tennessee. Right? We never sold in retail stores. It was always our us selling the cheese directly to people. Yeah. So you went from 
providing a product directly to the consumer. Yep. Now you are a direct to consumer uh, online e-commerce brand. Okay. Yep. Makes yep. Sense. Company. Yeah. And what we do is we're, we're not just selling cheese. We're selling a whole gift presentation. We're selling gift boxes, not just with cheese, um, locally made jams, mustards, honeys, meats. Uh, we give people a little taste of Wisconsin. We ship it nationwide. So it makes a great gift, um, and it also makes a great tasty snack for you to, to order to your house. So your company is kind of aiming towards products produced in Wisconsin. Do you find that there's a lot of people starting to do that, or are you kind of an elite? Um, we don't see a lot of people doing it how we do it. We, we have our own unique take uh, your listeners on the radio won't be able to see it, but our aesthetic is a little, it's very colorful. It's very modern. It's very, um, uh, we try to be very unique. Like, I kind of think of it like years past, it was just Budweiser and uh, Miller Lite and, and like the regular macro cheese mm-hmm. beer brands, right? But then you had all these craft breweries come up and they had their own unique take, their own unique aesthetic. I kind of think of Cheese Brothers in the same vein is the whole story visually that we tell with our products. Um, it, it's, it's different than I've seen anybody else do it. So you have different products. Yep. Tell me about those different products. So we have a lot of Goudas, um, and we like to have fun with the Gouda flavors. So we have our traditional Gouda. We have a smoked Gouda, which comes out of our smokehouse here in Barron. We smoke it with hickory and applewood chips. That is a very unique, very good cheese. It's one of the, I would say, and I'm biased, I would say one of the best smoked cheeses in the country. Um, we do that. We have our own um, uh, uh, unique blend called, we call it Fratello, which is Italian for brother. It is a blend of Asiago and Parmesan, but it's a softer cheese, so really good for melting, really good for um, uh, melting over pasta. Um, stuff like that. Um, we have a cheese we call Three Amigos, jalapenos, habaneros, chipotle peppers. Um, so it's a spicier cheese. We have Diablo. It's a scorpion pepper gouda. And then we also have our own um, original um, cheese called Rhapsody, which is a cheddar parmesan blend. It's a harder cheese, aged two years. It's our most popular. Um, it's our most popular aged cheese. Actually, our most popular cheese is uh, cheese curds. So we do fresh cheese curds straight out of the vat. We ship it all over the country, which is a super high-demand product because if you're living in, like, Arizona, right, and you're trying to buy straight out of the bat cheese curds, you can't. You literally can't do it because there's no cheese factories around. So we ship it two-day anywhere in the country. It arrives about as fresh as you could possibly get them in other parts of the country. I like hearing about cheese curds. Do you happen to have any of the flavored cheese curds around? We are introducing flavored curds um, within a couple months. Right now, we just have traditional curds, the traditional white curds. We're coming out with garlic and dill next month, and then we're going to have a hot and spicy curds, too, within the next few months. So you say you've grown exponentially, and you're shipping all over. What about your future plans? So we grew to we grew from, let me step back. When we started shipping online in 2020, I didn't have a place to ship out of. I actually had to call my dad on the phone. He had a nice big garage, and we moved all the stuff out of the garage and moved all of my shipping supplies in there. And I was doing like 100 shipments a day out of my dad's garage. 
<laughs> Could you imagine shipping all that cheese out of your garage, Jill? I cannot. Oh, my gosh. That was that had to be a fun story to do, to see what he's doing and how he's doing it and the different flavors of cheese. It was a fun story, and it was just kind of a fluke because I was up there for an FFA on the air, and I drove by and popped in, and it just kind of fell into my lap. And it's always fun to hear about these businesses that are up and coming and making a difference and selling that cheese. Yeah, that's crazy. Well, if you want to hear more about that, you can check out our podcast, The Midwest Farm Report. And what do you think about later this morning? We should have that up and running, Jill? You bet. I should have it on there before 8 o'clock. Awesome. So if you want to hear more about that, just go on our podcast. You can go to wax.com, look for The Midwest Farm Report, click on Eau Claire, and yeah, Jill will have it there for you. But we got a busy morning. we got to get to markets and Rocky Olson's going to be coming in next from Premier Livestock and this morning's markets. Brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean is excited to welcome spring and all the opportunity it brings. And as you think about what you're planting in your fields, Chippewa Valley Bean wants you to consider growing a crop of kidney beans. Kidney beans are a great addition to your rotation and bring great value back to your farm. If you're looking for new opportunities for your farm, give their agronomist Ben a call at 715-556-1930. That's 715-556-1930. Or visit them at cvbean.com. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to check in with some morning markets. We're at almost 530. We'll call it 530 in the morning. Rocky Olson joins us now from Premier Livestock. Up and with the good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So, how was your Father's Day? Did you do something fun? Well, it was a pretty nice weekend. We uh, were at the uh, Stanley Rodeo on Saturday night, which we've seen Bob Bob there. He didn't see us, but we've seen him. He kind (laughs) of sticks out. And uh, then we did a little fishing and hanging out with the family yesterday. So, no, it was a great weekend. So, what did you fish for? Panfish? Big fish? What kind? Just just monkeying around. Panfish. Nice. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. It was a beautiful day for it. It was, for sure. Well, catch us up. You had a busy week last week. You had your big machinery auction. You're busy again this week. Tell me what's going on. Uh, thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is how last week's market shaped up here. Uh, markets were strong last week. Uh, fed cattle were stronger. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 126 to 139. Selects, 115 to 125. Choice beef steers and heifers, 130 to 142. Market cows, uh, very strong last week. High yielding cows from 60, from 81 to a dollar five. Most cows traded from 68 to 81. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar five to a dollar 23. Most uh, bulls 90 to 104. Organic market cows sold every Monday from 91 to 114. Lower yielding cows 90 and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves mostly 125 to 250. Uh, definitely seen the strongest uh, calf markets here on Mondays. Top Holstein bull calves last Monday from 250 all the way up to 310. Beef calves 150 to 360. Holstein heifer calves from 20 to 90. Uh, this week at Premier Tuesday is going to be our special feeder cattle auction. We're also selling bred stock cows, beef breeding bulls. Uh, if you are bringing bred stock cows, bring them on Monday or have them in Tuesday before 9.30 for preg checks. Uh, we are expecting five to 700 head of feeder cattle. we got a nice run of beef calves. got some very nice yearlings. Uh, nice selection of all weights of Holstein steers. A uh, feature group there of 100 Holstein steers uh, going to be off one dairy. They're going to be TMR fed, fully vaccinated. The way 350 to 7. 
then on Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction. We got a herd of 100 Holstein cows. They're going to be tie stall cows outside every day, bunk fed, uh, 75 pound average. Somatic cell count on that herd, 98. They'll sell on official test. Uh, we also have a sharp load of fresh uh, tie stall cows coming from the Danke family, uh, plus lots more. Uh, uh, we had our machinery auction Friday. Very nice turnout for the machinery auction. Uh, you can check out the results online on that on Equipment Facts. Uh, we're going to start taking equipment in for our next one here on August 26th, and you can start bringing that stuff in as early as next week. Uh, questions, give us a call, 715-229-2500. Uh, website, premierlivestockandauctions.com, or call us, 715-229-2500. And that's how it shaped up for Excellent. Well, I'll let you go so you can get ready for this week's sales, next week's sales, and then that big machinery sale coming up again in August. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock this morning. We've got a lot of stuff going on yet. We'll have weather coming in next. Agriculture. It's the Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. It's time to check in with some morning weather this morning. We're going to head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are you? I'm fabulous. We missed you last week. Oh, well, yeah, I was uh, stuck, basically, in, uh, in Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, why were you stuck? Was there a snowstorm? Oh, no, but uh, mechanical issues on a plane that, uh, oh, oh my gosh, when when it was going to take off, I, I've never actually been this scared in my life because the, the plane, like, went up, and we were just a few feet off the ground, but then you basically heard what sounded like one of the engines exploding, <gasps> and uh, then the pilot just grounds the plane again and slams on the brakes, and I was like, okay, well, I almost just died, but, you know. <laughs> Holy buckets. Yeah, so that was, uh, that was a, a bit of a thrill, and uh, then... My flight got delayed a day because they needed to bring in another plane that night to have me fly out the next morning. At that point, I think I would have just trusted a car (laughs) or a horse. Something. Something. Jeez. Needless to say that when we took off the next morning, I was was a little apprehensive. So you you got back to this area and you like laid on the ground and you're like, I'm back. I'm here. I did the whole thing where I kissed the tarmac, you know. Uh Uh-huh. I was thinking that. (laughs) Land. Yes. (laughs) wow yeah that was that was my experience last week (laughs) jeez well you know this week is turning out better we've got a beautiful day for our last day of spring and tomorrow first day of summer catch me up what's going on with our weather well beautifully hot if you like the heat and humidity this is your day because uh, sunny and hot mid 90s on tap for our daytime highs and when you factor in heat index it really is going to feel like it is in the triple digits out there and going into uh, the afternoon as well, we'll start to see a little bit of a breeze pick up from the south-southwest between about 10 to 15 miles per hour. Going into tonight, partly cloudy conditions off towards the far northern counties, mostly north of Highway 8, have a better chance at some showers and thunderstorms. Tomorrow, marginally cooler, but when I say marginally, of course, still in the low 90s for our highs. Mostly sunny as well. Again, a bit of a breeze at 10 to 15 miles per hour. Mostly clear conditions on tap for tomorrow night, mid-60s for our lows, so it is going to cool off a little bit. And for Wednesday, mostly sunny conditions, maybe a few passing clouds here and there in low 80s for our highs. So that's going to feel pretty comfortable. Upper 50s for our lows, mainly clear conditions on Wednesday. Thursday, we'll start to see a few more clouds move in in the afternoon, but otherwise starting off sunny, upper 80s on tap again. And Friday, that's when we have a chance at some showers and storms, otherwise partly cloudy, and back into the upper 80s. But then Saturday, 
partly sunny conditions, another chance of showers and storms, and we pull back on the highs a little bit, mid-80s on Saturday, and towards the latter half of the weekend, things are really going to feel more comfortable out there if you're not a fan of the heat and humidity, mainly sunny, and highs in the upper 70s. But right now, we've got a temperature of 73 degrees, and the sun is coming up, and uh, again, a little humid out there, or dew point of 66 degrees. Wow. Now, how hot is it going to be with the heat index? What is your kind of guess? I would say anywhere between about 99 to 102. (laughs) So, yeah, mind you, our record high, like this is for air temperature, not heat index, but our record high is 100 degrees, and that was set all the way back in 1933. Oh, yeah, I wasn't around back then. So. Neither. I mean, I was, you know, maybe thought of back then. No, I'm kidding. I'm not that old. I'm wow, not even old. Wow, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> you look really good for your age, Mike. <laughs> oh, man. If I could look this at a, look like this at 100, I would be very blessed. You just got to smile more, marry the woman of your dreams, do whatever <laughs> she says, and you will. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> All right, well, Mike, thank you so much for the update on the weather. Thank you, Kristen. Have a good one. You too. There he goes. That's Mike Dandry, our Skywarn 13 meteorologist this morning. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by Mark Court Motors. Mark Court Motors has the area's largest pre-owned inventory with pre-owned selections arriving daily. Check them out at markcourtmotors.com or on the lot. And we got to check in with some news this morning. Morgan McCarthy joins us now. And Morgan, it was a beautiful weekend. But catch us up. What's going on in the news? Good morning. Well, here's what we're learning today. We'll start with an update after a crash on I-94. We have more information now from the state patrol saying that 57-year-old Rufus Moore died in that crash in Dunn County. Police say he hit a deer and was backing up when he drove into the path of an incoming semi. His passenger was injured in that wreck. Troopers say that case is still under investigation. Across the state, it was a violent weekend in Milwaukee to end a Juneteenth celebration. Police say someone opened fire as the celebration was winding down on the city's north side yesterday evening. one person, a 39-year-old woman, was wounded. She was walking along the sidewalk near 5th and Burley. Police say there were several fights at the Juneteenth celebration at nearby Rose Park, and at least one of those fights is believed to have spilled over, ending in that gunfire. Well, Mother Nature demands our attention with the temps that we're expecting the next couple of days, and we now have confirmation from last week's storms that there were three tornadoes dropped in western Wisconsin. The National Weather Service did confirm tornadoes in Toma, Lafarge, and Mauston. Now, the three were all part of the storm system that dropped eight tornadoes across the entire state last Wednesday, but no reports of any serious injuries from the latest confirmations, though there was plenty of damage. Still quite a few chainsaws running across Scani. We take a peek into public health where there's a little more of an update about monkeypox as cases were confirmed in states across the union over the weekend. Dr. Ryan Wozniak with the Wisconsin Department of Health Services Bureau of Communicable Diseases says the virus is not easily transmitted. Here's what that means. It is a virus that typically requires close uh, physical contact with a person who is infected, who has active lesions, um, or with their clothing or other um, materials, say bedding, uh, things like that. As of Friday, the CDC reported more than 110 confirmed cases of monkeypox across multiple states. In other headlines from Wisconsin, the Department of Ag Trade and Consumer Protection confirmed that Langlade County had a depopulated deer farm because of chronic wasting diseases there. You can always find more information online with an easy click at 715newsroom.com. And if you're in the market for real estate, a Nashville area mansion once owned by Loretta Lynn and Jake Owen is for sale. 57 
700 square feet, about 30 minutes outside of Music City, currently $2.1 million. And hopefully you're patting those bellies full from dairy breakfasts over the weekend. We'll send it back to the barn with Jill Welke, Kristen Smith, getting you going on a Monday, a brand new weekend. Then just after 6, Alex Edwards puts the plates in the air for the Wax Morning Show. We're live, local, and right along with you on Wax 104.5. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Ha! 35 years on the air. And Jill, I mean, I don't think we're even 35 over here, are we? I mean, I think we're like 29-ish. 29 and holding. I like that. 29 and holding. And just like we always talk about, we don't talk about our age, do we? Exactly. We're 29 forever. Oh man, if Bob was here, we could, I could imagine what he'd be looking at right now. He'd be shaking his head, laughing at us. He would, he mm-hmm. would, and he he likes to poke the bear a little bit anyway. So. Oh, just a little. <laughs> Surprised he doesn't have like like the freaking electric. What is that? The prodder, the cattle prod. Zap, zap. Mister Zippy. Yeah, Mister Zippy. Wow, I'm gonna tell him you called him that, Mister Zippy. <laughs> you go right ahead. I'm going to. <laughs> Well, we got to get to more morning markets. We're going to head over to the Equity Altoona Bar and check in with Jim Lindsay. And Jim, catch us up on how the sale went last week. Choice beef steers, nephers, dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-nine. Choice dairy cross steers, nephers, dollar fifteen to a dollar thirty-seven. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, a dollar thirty-five to a dollar thirty-seven. We had a top of a one forty-one and a half. Choice Holstein steers, one fifteen to one twenty-four. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, a dollar fourteen and down. Top twenty percent of the cold cows sold from eighty-three to ninety-four. We had a top of ninety-five and a half. Sixty percent of the cows sold from sixty to eighty-two. The bottom twenty percent of the cows sold from fifty-nine and down. We're now selling organic cattle. Cattle here at the Altoona Market on Tuesdays. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by 11 a.m. the day of sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim. Thanks so much. And now, since we've got the Altoona or in the Equity Barns with us, now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill. Sounds like you girls are having a fun time this morning. So, uh, uh, and we have, first of all, before we do anything on the market, I want to. Uh, uh, we were at the uh, Marshfield area breakfast yesterday, just uh, out of Stratford here by Roselleville. Bankard Farms, so I want to thank the Marshall FFA and the FFA alumni and the Bankard Just a super big turnout yesterday. Great food, uh, just a nice venue. So we had a good time there, so uh, thank those folks for putting that on. Yeah, I heard it was a great turnout. We heard about it this morning after we were already prepped and ready to go, but I heard it, yeah, Jill and I were talking about it just a little bit ago. Yeah, no, so it was a great Great breakfast, and uh, we got one more weekend to go yet, so uh, just, uh, you know, it's pretty nice to get, get by it on the weekends without having to do too much cooking, and I'm sure that's right up your alley, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure your husband takes care of the kids, and, you know, so they're not not just living on pizza or something like that, oh, you know. he does so much. You know, I, I just sit back, put my feet up, eat bonbons, and he does everything. Uh, well, okay, well, if you... <laughs> Ah, uh, well, anyway, uh, we better get to the sales schedule this week here at Equity Stratford. I thank you, ladies, and a very good morning to everyone. And a busy day here at, or busy week here at Equity Stratford, I should say. 
First of all, before we uh, begin, uh, uh, some folks will have the day off today because I believe this uh, was a federal holiday, I believe, but today, you know, there's no postal delivery and some banks are closed. But anyway, we got to open it at Stratford. We'll get started this morning right away. Full marketing day here at Stratford. We'll sell cow cows this morning, uh, fed cattle, uh, market bulls, baby calves. We'll get to those about 11.30. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a busy day also. We start at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning with the hay and bedding auction. And then at 11 o'clock, the dairy auction. Folks, we got a very nice selection of dairy cattle for you, to, uh, for you folks tomorrow. If you're looking for milking cows or dry cows, uh, our first consignment is 30 head of uh, Holstein, Holstein Jersey Cross, uh, Ayrshire, Cows are dry. All these cows are dry and springing up and along so with the bread heifers. And uh, the owner will be selling the rest of his herd uh, at a later date, but these are all the dry cows and the bread heifers. So that will be part one consignment. Our second consignment is a consignment of first and second lactation cows. Uh, these are coming from a farm that's overstocked. He wants to downsize a little bit. And, again, these are TMR-fed cows. Uh, right now they're averaging around 70 pounds of milk, very respectable somatic around 200. So if you're looking for milking cows or dry cows, we'll have those tomorrow at 11. Also, we do have a load of springing heifers and uh, also several groups of open. So the big dairy sale tomorrow starting at 11, followed by the market auction tomorrow. And don't forget, folks, on Tuesday we do sell organic market cows. Also, Wednesday our auction starts at 10 o'clock, full marketing day on Wednesday, market cattle, of course. Cheap hog and goats also on Wednesday and feeder cattle at noon. Our Thursday auction does start at 11 o'clock. Again, uh, folks, we've got a busy marketing week here at Stratford. It's uh, going to be warm today, so uh, my recommendation then would be to uh, get the chores done, grab a bite to eat, and if you're bringing cattle, try to get them in as early as you can this morning. We'll get them sold, and uh, we can kind of avoid the peak heat is about what time, Kristen? 3 o'clock? I was, I was always told anywhere from like 2 to th- or from noon to 3. Well, by by then you ladies will be off duty, and you can be uh, sitting in your air conditioned air conditioned houses drinking uh, margaritas or something, huh? I think we'll be poolside with those margaritas. Oh, that'd be good too, as long as you got a. <laughs> All right, well, you ladies have a nice day, and we will be back here tomorrow morning. Give the folks an update on the markets, and uh, I'm not sure. Jill is the uh, Jill and Kristen is the Mercantile Exchange open today? I'm not sure. Ah, uh, that I'm not sure. We can let's we'll check into that. All right, well, we follow that anyway. So, all right, you ladies have a nice day, and uh, we'll talk to the big man tomorrow. Sounds good. Take care, Jerry. Jerry. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald from the Stratford Equity Barn this morning. And we've got some more markets coming up and another little story from the Trampolo County Dairy Breakfast. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, let's take a look at our morning markets this morning. On the Chicago Board of Trade, we got your July corn down three at seven eighty four. July oats were up six at six sixty four. July soybeans were down seven to seventeen oh two. July soybean meal was up eight dollars and forty cents to four thirty eight ten a ton. Your July wheat was down forty four cents to ten thirty four. Country elevators in the area, we got Golden Plump in Arcadia at seven seventy four for corn. Baldwin is at seven twenty one and sixteen forty four. Durand is at seven twenty one sixteen thirty four. Mondovi's at seven twenty one and sixteen thirty nine. Elmwood is at 726 for corn, 1644 for beans. Fall Creek is at 706 and 1629. Osseo is at 731 and 1644. Elk Mound is at 730 and 1649. Sparta is at 726 for corn and 1653 for beans. Ellsworth is at 706 and 1619. Buck Country is at 756 and 1667. As it all plants the area, Boyceville's at 769. Stanley's at 744. New Richmond's at 739. 
Looking at the dairy side, barrel cheese was up two and a quarter cent to two fifteen and three quarters. Your blocks were up six and a half cent to two fourteen and a half. Double A grade butter was up a penny, or I should say, down two cents to two ninety four. And your class three futures for June that was up a penny to twenty four thirty. July down twenty one to twenty three fifty six. August up three to twenty four thirteen. September down two to twenty three ninety two. October down nineteen cents to twenty three seventy. The markets were downward trending into June of next year. And Jill, I said Trempolo County Dairy Breakfast before, but actually you had a chance to speak with someone up in Clear Lake. Up in Clear Lake. It's Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association put on their summer picnic. Brady Zuck. He is the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association president. We had a tour, I'll say up north, but Clear Lake area, Woodville area, and then back to Alcivia in Menominee. How was your turnout? It was great today. And you mentioned up north. For our southern members, it's way up north as our, our membership does encompass across the state. But, yes, really happy with the crowd. We usually have about 50, 60 folks each year. We're right on target with that. We know it's a busy time with hay season being a little bit later this year, but we were blessed with really great weather, and uh, we had really great turnout. We were especially excited. We partnered with one of our local affiliates, the Northern Wisconsin Beef Producers Association. We had over 100 folks at our lunch stop today as well. You toured couple places what was the first place really based on or what was that one about yep so on each of our stops what we try to do is find something we have the biggest operation or the fanciest but something that our members can can learn from right an, an idea educational topic i think with our first topic canelon angus with jim and roxanne lund you know jim was by himself for a lot of years when roxanne was still teaching school she recently retired and helps him out now but it was how do i design a cattle facility I can manage a large amount of cattle with one person, limited labors. We looked a lot at the facilities, how the gates were set up, how the runways were set up, the buildings. So we're all short of labor, right? How can we still move cattle safely and efficiently? That's what we learned at Jim's place this morning. And then we moved on to SKOR to have lunch and check out what she does. What was hers based on? Yep. So uh, Sherry and Kyle would be up at Score Cattle Company. Um, do kind of a mix or probably more confined cow feeding and they call it semi-confined so the cows spend some time on pasture but a lot of time they're fed via tmr or mixer wagon and looking how they lay their facilities out um, they both work off the farms and need to find efficient ways to feed a lot of cattle in a quick hurry so they're kind of the way they laid out their bunks their feed systems with their baleage their silage piles their dry hay how they manage all that at their operation with those cows being fed on a bunk line majority of the year and we enjoyed burgers from Score Cattle Company. And to wrap up the tour, we ended up at Alcivia in the Menominee feed plant. Yep, so we wrapped up our, our final stop was the Alcivia Menominee feed mill uh, in Menominee, Wisconsin, of course. And we wanted our members to see, you know, with a lot of the new modern facilities we have, uh, a lot of times for safety and biosecurity reasons, you know, our farmers aren't going in the mill like they used to. But we had a chance to get an inside look on uh, what happens inside the feed plant to make those high-quality feed products that we all depend on, be it a, a steer feed or a mineral for our cows or a you know, weaning supplement for our calves, kind of in-depth look at how those are made. And we also will wrap up. We have our annual meeting here tonight, and then we also hear from uh, – uh, fortunate to have Don Schiefelbein with us. He's the president of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association to give us an update what's been happening in Washington, D.C. on the beef industry front. Sounds like you have all your bases covered. I truly enjoyed myself today, and that was Brady Zuck. He is hes the president of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, and I'm Jill Welke. And that was Jill Welke. She's so funny on the air. We're going to get her laughing this morning. <laughs>
<laughs> well, it is a beautiful day for a laugh. I mean, you know, especially if you like the sun and the hot, 96 degrees. Right now we're at 73 degrees. We're going to look at a mostly sunny day, but Mike D'Andrea from Skyborn 13 says there is going to be a breeze, so that'll be helpful. But yeah, 73 degrees, looking for a high of 96. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.